So wait, do people call you Christopher? No. Um, my grandfather sometimes. Apparently, um, one of my friends from elementary school works at the hospital where my mom works now, and he asked about me a couple weeks ago, and was like, how was Christopher doing? And my mom was telling me this, and I was like, wait, why did he call me Christopher? And she was like, well, because that's what you called yourself when you were a child, and I I have no memory of that. Um, and I told her, like, I distinctly remember having... Okay, well, this tells you <laughs> everything you need to know about me. Um, I remember having an imaginary friend whom I called Chris, too, who was just <laughs> another... <laughs> Another me. <laughs> you just imagined another version of yourself. Another version of myself, and that's who I wanted to play with. Um, <laughs> yeah. I but, like, the fact <laughs> that I named him Chris, too, tells me that I called myself Chris, right? Because right. I doubled my own identity. He wasn't Christopher, too. I mean, to be fair, my grandfather calls me Christopher because he's from Arkansas. Welcome to episode 94 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am breathing. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. We took last week off, um, and we're not going to explain why, and that's okay. Um, so we hope that you are Doing good. okay. We love you, listeners. Thank you for checking back in. Um, and to kind of show that, we want to actually respond to a listener email today. That's right. We want to base our whole episode on an email we got from listener Shelly Ziegler. Um, Shelly is a librarian in Jackson, Mississippi, and I think she had started listening to our podcast and said that we helped her find new titles to add to her to-be-read list, which is super fun. But then she said, I find it hard to read as much as I would like to. I'm so envious that you are able to read as many books as you do each month. Can you give me any advice on how to perhaps rearrange my free time to make more time for reading? I know I need to cut back on the Netflix watching. Do you set aside certain time periods each day just for reading? Cutting back on the Netflix watching is the hardest part. Um, for probably sure. for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and lately I've been I've been better about that, but like I'm I'm taking my prelims. Like at the time that this episode airs, I will be locked in a closet. That's right. Um, on the fourth floor of the Williams Building, <laughs> um, writing all about medieval English. Yeah. Um, so the past couple of weeks, I've been really good about actually not watching a lot of TV. I've been catching up on single episodes of shows that are currently airing, so I'll watch like one at a time instead of binging five or six. Yeah, which is why I still have not watched Marvel's Luke Cage because I'm just waiting until November eighteenth when I'm done. I think it is harder than it used to be. Yeah, I was always more of a reader than a TV watcher. I did have my shows, no, right? I was not. Like I had my shows that I watched, but. With Netflix comes, uh, well, okay, a couple things. With DVD, TV on DVD, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did watch a lot of TV, right? Because it was easy to just click next, and I would just right. watch Gilmore Girls or Friends, whatever I had But even still, of. you're limited by what's on the disc. Exactly. Right. And then you have, like, these kind of clear-cut times where you can pause and do something else, or you realize, oh, I need to get up off my couch and do something else. Right. Netflix makes that, like, doubly hard. Um, and then even when it asks you, like, are you still watching? Like, that makes me indignant enough to, like, well, yes, I am. And then I, I want to stay and watch more, even yeah. though the purpose of that 
Yeah. He's the opposite. <laughs> so I did have a thought for Shelly um, that I have done. Now, I haven't done it super well this season because I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, in times of high stress, I used to turn to books, and now because books are, in essence, a little bit of work for me, um, I do turn to TV. So when I'm stressed at the bookshelf, I don't turn to literature. I turn to television. Right. Um, But I will say that many years ago when I was working a desk job and I was reading blogs and, you know, kind of getting other people's ideas of how other people live their lives, um, a blog reader, actually another librarian, um mentioned that she and her husband celebrated something called candle time. So the days between Halloween and Thanksgiving, they designated as candle time, where when they got home, instead of turning on the TV, they would light candles, turn on a couple of lamps, and work on puzzles, or read, or listen to records, Mm -hmm. or not necessarily records, I guess, but listen to music. Anything but kind of television. It was kind of to refocus because the holidays were coming up and they can be so busy and hectic. And so candle time was like this designated time in the evenings where they specifically chose to like do quiet activities together as a family. And so Jordan and I started doing that because we love borrowing other people's traditions and making them our own. And that is something we try to do now um, with... Things like the election or hectic days here. Sometimes it's hard, been hard for us to do. But, you know, at least a couple of nights last week, Jordan came home and he was like, let's have candle time. Like, so we're just turning our lights off. We're only lighting lamps and candles, just like basically making your house feel cozy and quiet. Mm -hmm. And to me, I don't necessarily designate certain times during the day to reading, although I know people who do that to much success. Um, I read a lot before bed. Like, Mm -hmm. that is my primary reading time. Um, But I also have tried to turn off the TV and to to read in the evenings, like, after dinner. Instead of, hey, let's watch an episode. Actually, let's watch three episodes of something. You know? Yeah. And I think what makes it weird is that for us, for both of us, and probably not for most of our listeners, like books are our job right um for you it's selling books and having to read books in order to sell them and for me part-time as well but then like reading books to teach them um is a very different kind of process of reading um so like when I want escape when I want to relax I don't Mm -hmm. generally read I do something different and I like tv for that reason because I'm still ingesting some kind of narrative right just in a different way. Just in a different format. Um, but lately, um, I've talked before, very recently in the podcast, about how I don't like reading in bed, and that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Part of it is because lamps are weird, um, and I don't want to have to like read in bed and then stand up and get out of bed and turn off the light and get back in bed. Like That just <laughs> ruins the whole thing, and I'm not going to sleep with the light on. So, so I don't know. But lately, I've been, like, showering at night and then getting out of the shower and reading mm-hmm. on the couch, um, which is nice. But I think with everything that you just said and what I just said is it, it has to be an intentional time. Absolutely. And um, I- which I think is what what our listener is asking about. Like, how do you make that intentional time? Yeah. So a couple of things I've talked, and I may have talked about this on the podcast before. I know one of our podcast guests had asked me like, how do you read so much? And first of all, as you already said, part of it is it's my job, 
now this listener, this particular listener, is a librarian, mm-hmm. so I assume it's partly right. her oh, job absolutely. too. Um, but what I told this particular podcast guest was, I said, I have noticed that I now, just like I turn to Netflix, I also turn to Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if I know I need to be reading, like if I know I've only read one book this month and I've got books I need to sell and I need books I need to be familiar with or I have books I need to be familiar with, I delete Twitter and Instagram from my phone. Mm. Not forever. Like, I don't delete my accounts. I just delete them on my phone so that they're not, like, the first thing I gravitate towards. Because it's just so easy oh, yeah. to go onto your phone and just to... And next thing you know, you've swiped through and you're like, oh, that was 30 minutes. And I could have <laughs> read, like, two chapters or whatever. Um, so I think deleting apps off your phone and that way, instead of reaching for your phone, you have to reach for something else. Right. Um, I also borrow the Rory Gilmore rule, which is that I have a book with me at all times. Mm. And so you mentioned being intentional. Part of me being intentional is in the doctor's office, instead of scrolling through Instagram, I am going to read a chapter or like, you know, I think I've mentioned on here, like I started to go see a therapist. Right. And so. Um, when I'm not super rushed and hectic going into therapy, if I go and have 10 minutes, like before my appointment, I get out a book in those 10 Mm -hmm. minutes instead of going on my phone. Um, and it's fun to do that too, because we don't have like public transportation. Like we see on Instagram, right. Or I do all these Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts. Yeah. Devoted to reading on the subway. We don't have that. I wish I had that. I wish I had that. Oh, man, if I didn't have to, like, drive places, I would read so much. Which is why Jordan reads so much, because he listens to audiobooks, and I just can't do that. But um, when you read in a public place, I love that you do kind of open yourself up to conversations sometimes. And I remember a couple months ago I was reading um, Another Day in the Death of America, and I was reading it as a galley, and I was in the waiting room, and somebody was like, hey, what book is that? And I was able to talk to them about it. Right. And to me, it's not just about selling books, it's about telling people about books. Like, she didn't buy that book from me, but she learned all about it, and she was like, I'm going to go get that book, like, when it comes out. Um, and that's really fun. Like, yeah. That's kind of great. So I'm just imagining that conversation, like, hey, what are you reading? Like, oh, this is Lee Patterson's Chaucer in the subject of history. Like, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> okay, your experience might be different from mine. Um, but, so, I guess my top things are delete apps off your phone. Yeah. Even if it's just for, like, a couple of days when you know, I need to be reading this week instead of finding comfort in something else. Um, and taking a book, having a book with you everywhere you go so that if you're like if you're a mom and you're in line at school pickup instead of scrolling through instagram you can read a chapter yeah um i feel like that it's kind of an easy way to incorporate some reading time i know you and i've talked before many times but i know specifically i feel like we talked about on an episode i had listened to an episode of what should i read next Mm -hmm. and there was that guy remember that guest who like read in a different book at morning day oh right yeah And I do love that thought, but I'm going to be honest and say that my primary reading time, like you, is in the evenings. Um, I I come home from work, and I do not, unless it's pretty outside, Hmm. I do not want to read. If it's pretty outside, I will read on my front porch. And it has been so nice lately, and I've been doing a lot more reading. Yeah. I mean, one, because I have to, and I'm, like, stressed and making myself do it, but... It's been so nice that I like being on my porch. Yeah, um, exactly. Which helps so much. And being outside is just good for our temperaments Mm -hmm. anyway. I think so, too. Um, So I guess the answer to her question is, yeah, I do set aside certain times of day for reading, evening, kind of to de-stress. 
Um, I know a lot of people that get up, like, there's a book about what the most successful people do before breakfast. I love books like that. And um, many people read before they even get out of bed. Um, I would love that to be me. Instead, I just read the skim before right. I get out of that's, bed. That's what I read in bed, and then I get up. And then lately I have also been trying to read, like, a chapter of something in the morning yeah. um, bef- before I go to work instead of just going on Facebook or something. And maybe it is good, a good idea, because I'm thinking about back when I was a student and I was in great books and we read constantly. Mm-hmm. And I, I was way more read a chapter at a time or right. read, like, our professor would have us read certain pages at a time and then we would ask questions around those pages. And I'm, remin- I'm thinking now that in my, in my adult life, I treat books a lot like I treat television, mm-hmm. which is that I kind of binge through books or, like, I want, you know, I'm dying to finish, so, like, I stay up late to finish or, or I, I'm trying to read six books this month so I can sell them so I read as much as possible. But really, just like anything else, you can get a lot more done if you just do things in bite, you know, bite or small sizes. And so yeah. maybe it's just a matter of, I'm going to read a chapter of this before I go to work. Or I'm going to read a chapter of this before I go to bed. And then I, you're done. Yeah, making the choice to do it. Um, but I also think um, that uh, you talk about binging books, but I think reading breeds reading as well. Okay. And I remember my most vivid memory of this is... The first time I read Lord of the Rings when I was 19, um, and I finished Return of the King at like two in the morning. Um, I didn't want to put it down. It was so good. And when it was over, I didn't want it to be over and I wanted to be reading something. And so I picked up the Harry Potter series again and it was like my fourth time going through it, but it was still just like, well, I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this because I'm enjoying this process so much. Mm -hmm. And I think when you really are enjoying a book and enjoying the process of reading, it's very easy to get something else yeah even if it's something that's not quite in the same vein mm-hmm. um and i have found too like with all the like scholarly books that i've been reading lately like it's really nice to read something fictional or or light or different and that is kind of recuperative yeah um so maybe another answer for for getting through more books is to like really vary what you're reading yeah. don't read three nonfiction books back to back to back yeah um, put a memoir in there, put a collection of short stories in there, a book of poetry. Right. Um, to, to change things up, I think helps you want to read more. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that a little bit, like our reading rhythm. And I'll say sometimes like, oh, I'm in a slump. And that's just because I'm reading through a slower paced novel or I'm reading through a work of nonfiction. And once I get out of my reading slump, then I find myself reading more because you're right like you think you get excited and oh I loved that book and I loved I like there are weeks right where I'm reading a really great book and I have no desire to turn on the television right um so I think it's about what you're reading and yeah varying your reading so you're not kind of getting bogged down by by books that take a little longer to work through that's not to discourage you from picking up bigger more intimidating no absolutely in fact sometimes the big intimidating book is the one that makes you want to read yeah um, not always. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that backfires, but I'm it's reading. Worth I, I find that to be true right now for me. So I'm reading my brilliant friend, um, and I am I am enjoying it. But I think most people would tell you it's it's just slower pace. It's right. like reading a little bit more classic literature. Um, plus, it is a translation, and I do right. find that right. to be different. Um, but 
this week, uh, Anna Kendrick's um, memoir isn't out yet, but my copy came in today or, or two days ago, I guess. And I immediately took it home because I thought this will get me back in the mood of reading right. because this is something that is pretty mindless. Sorry, but like pretty mindless, like pretty easy. And then I can just kind of read a few essays and then kind of get back into that natural reach for a book instead of the remote, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I think, I think you're right. Read, what was it you said? Reading begets reading. Breeds, but begets is better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> reading begets reading. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that might be the episode title. Oh. Boom. There it is. Um, I was thinking like from the front porch mailbag. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, that's pretty good too. Right? We should have a, a mailbag. Yeah, a segment. Done. Okay, recurring segment, listeners. That means you have to email us, though. You heard it born right here in front of you, <laughs> screaming. Um. So, if you would like to submit your own questions for some bookish advice, you can email uh, me at annie at bookshelfthomasville.com. As usual, you can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes and our store website. That's www.bookshelfthomasville.com. We ran a special, lengthier bonus episode of uh, From the Front Porch yesterday. That was my interview with James Farmer, a Southern lifestyle expert. So I hope you'll check that out. And if you would like some behind-the-scenes footage of the bookshelf, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Bookshelf Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.